Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone. It's Simon here from Sterling Coaching again on today's podcast. I'm joined by a fantastic guest, John Bates. Now, I haven't mentioned this to John yet, but John Bates is the name of one of my best friends in in the world. And uh, he's a great guy. Uh, He's been a great mentor of mine in business and in life for some time. So I was so pleased, John, when I saw your name. I thought, this can't be John, surely jumping on but obviously it was a different John Bates but I'm glad to have you on today's podcast well thank you hopefully there is something to the name (laughs) yes yes more than likely and as your bio says that you've um, sent here you know you are on a mission to bring out what is awesome inside of me and other people the listeners so that we can have the impact that we want to have on the world you design one-to-one executive coaching online large and small group courses and other training programs using principles derived from neurobiology hopefully i pronounced that correctly yes Um, so our communication is as mighty as our ideas and i'm really looking forward to that and one of the things you said just before we got started here obviously you've worked with huge organizations but you've also worked with nasa yes so you're my Uh, first guest that has worked with NASA. So uh, what an introduction. Glad to have you with us. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, you know, I, I got to say that was a bucket list. I, I, I work with NASA pretty regularly, but I, I got to train all the active astronauts a while ago, and I still really? pinch myself, you know, really? that was <laughs> so. And, you know, I, I always am a bit of a Star Trek fan, and I'm, I'm always in awe when you watch these sort of sci-fi programs that these people appear so intellectual on star trek and things like that and i do get the opinion that you know the astronauts you know the nasa astronauts and of course astronauts from around the world are likewise they they've got to be pretty clever people haven't they is that is that is that right you know you've opened the door to a great story can i share something okay yeah please yeah so when i got to train the astronauts a couple of them came up to me afterwards and they said because you know everybody says that they're NASA geeks and that they love the astronauts to the astronauts. Mm. Something really changed when I told them that my, my, my new baby son's name, his middle name is Regulus because he's a Leo and that's the heart of the lion constellation. And they all looked at me differently after that. So I think I established a little credibility there. And after the training, they, a couple of them came up to me and said, John, you know, we think that you might like to know the final test to become an astronaut. Would you like to know the final test to become an astronaut? And I was like, well, of course I would, you know, yes. So Simon, would you like to know? I would, absolutely. And all the (laughs) listeners are on the edge of their seats already. Yes, please. So so when you become an astronaut, you have to pass a lot of tests, you know, like the science and math and, you know, spin you around test, the underwater test. I mean, there's lots of tests. So you end up with this big, huge binder full of tests that you've passed 
And the final test to become an astronaut is that you get invited up to the astronaut conference room, which yeah. is just a total sacred space. That's where I got to do my training and all around all the walls are all the mission patches. And there's this gigantic round table that can fit everybody. And so you go up there and they meet you at the door and they take your big old binder and they throw it on a side table. And then they invite you to come sit down at the round table with all of the active astronauts. And yeah. you sit there and you talk for about an hour. And then after about an hour or so, they say, okay, time to go. And they give you back your big old binder and they show you out the door. And as that door closes behind you, mm -hmm. they all talk about whether or not they like you. And even more important than do they like you, is do they think you are like a bull? Because you're going to be up there on the space station crammed into these tiny sure. spaces with them. And you're going to be up there representing the United States for NASA. I think it's a similar thing with, with the other countries, yeah. astronauts. You know, if you are not super likable, yeah. then even though you've passed all those tests and you're so smart and capable, if you're not likable, you don't become an astronaut. You know, wow. and they actually learned that the hard way from some of the early days. And that is something that has been implemented for quite a while now. But that I think is a, you know, so it does speak to the fact that I've become friends with a number of astronauts because of that training yeah. and meeting them and got to hang out. They are some of the nicest people in the yeah. entire world. And the interesting thing is they're, they're, intellectual pursuits and their their passions really span the the whole gamut of this. Yeah. some of them are very interested in astronomy some of them maybe not so much astronomy but deep sea ocean exploration others are interested in other things and i think it's it but they are all brilliant brilliant people yeah. who also are incredibly likable yeah and, and that's so great to hear, isn't it? Because, yeah, you would not want to be in that small tin shack orbiting the planet with people that you can't get on with. I no, love that. for sure. That's great. Uh, and Simon, anybody that's got a business that's listening to this, I think if, it, if it's good enough for NASA, it might be good <laughs> enough for you. You know, jerks Pretty become agree. more toxic under pressure, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I think about some of the training courses that I've been on, particularly some of the residential courses, that has been one of the largest obstacles that's got in the way, just not getting on with people and mm -hmm. very clever people, very yep. solution orientated people, yep. but just you just can't talk to them and they can't talk to anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Love that. And if that's that, you know, all the credentials <laughs> in the world don't mean a thing in that because we've got to work together. We're collaborative species. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Great. And there you are, listeners. What an insight. Let's talk about the coffee you're drinking then. Yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned you've got a similarity with my wife and uh, what she has in her coffee. So tell us a little bit about the coffee that you're drinking and why today, John. Well, you know, um, I, I I, I think about this stuff a lot and mm -hmm. I really have a commitment to the planet. So I am drinking triple certified coffee. So it's fair trade, it's organic and it's bird friendly. 
So it's grown, okay. it's shade grown coffee that's, 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 uh, you know, grown with a, with a real eye towards keeping the birds healthy yeah. and safe. Wow. So I think I've that's never heard cool. of that before. I've yeah. heard of the certified and the organic, but yeah. Yeah. There's, friendly. there's wow. this great local uh, roaster here who makes triples, who has triple certified beans. And I mix it up half calf because yeah. um, a girlfriend a long time ago told me that I got a little edgy when I drank coffee. So I, I, I dialed it back a little bit and it works yeah. better for me. And then recently um, kind of, it kind of snuck up on me. I've started to really be more whole food plant-based both for my own health and uh, also for the health of the planet. So I've got some organic soy milk in there and I know I just sound crunchy, crunchy, but I just, you know, I feel it started to really dawn on me that I've got an ethical obligation here. And um, as much as I do like regular milk, (laughs) you know, I just don't, drink that very much anymore. Um, basically just based on what I feel like is, is an ethical obligation that I have. I'm not, I'm not some kind of militant vegan. I'm not going to browbeat people, but I've made that choice for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just reading your bio here and it mentions right at the the bottom, you know, live like a leader. Mm. And I think very often, all of us, including all the listeners, need to take decisions that not only affect ourselves, that become an example to other people. And it has yes. to start with ourselves. You know, we cannot stand behind a lectern beating the drum of let's save this, let's help do this, if we don't actually start by being the example that other people can follow. And walk the walk, isn't it? That's, that's really important. Live like yeah, a leader. Mean- Yes. And that, that is what that, you know, that's a year long course that I do and it's actually an ongoing course. And the whole goal there is to get ourselves aligned. And I think the first thing that any truly great self-aware leader is going to admit is that there's just always places where we could take new ground and we have integrity, but the one of the con- one of the fundamental conditions of integrity is that it's always going out, right? Yep. So to be bringing ourselves back into integrity, to con- to constantly be paying attention, you know that saying uh, that's been attributed to Gandhi and a lot of Native American leaders and a lot of people, but I think it's really a good saying is that your you know your personality is all the different pieces of your personality are kind of like twigs. And if they're just in a pile, then any one of those is very easily broken and you don't have the strength Mm. of character that you could have if you got all those things aligned. And when you have all those bundles of, when you have all those sticks aligned and in a bundle, it becomes unbreakable. It flexes and bends, but it's unbreakable. And that's kind of the goal with this. And it, absolutely 100% starts with yourself. You know, Uh, there's just zero way to be a great leader if you're out of integrity with yourself. Just can't happen. And as you were talking about sticks, I was watching TV last night and over here in the UK, we have a a TV program called Country File, which is all about country living. And here in the UK, we just starting to reintroduce beavers for water management. That's fabulous. Yeah. And this guy was stood in front of this huge dam 
that was just literally, as you say, sticks and twigs. Yes. And yes. The, the presenter said, wow, what a structure. And he said, you know, how long did this take? And he said, oh, this would have been made in two weeks. And it was holding back this huge amount of water that they showed from this drone shot. Yeah. Of. And he said, two weeks. Wow. How many dozens of beavers made <laughs> this dam? And the guy said, just one. He wow. said, this, this dam was made by one beaver. And he said, and they're stood the other side of this water, and it's five feet high. This yeah. Dam. And they're stood with confidence. The other side is these little twigs. Yeah. Little sticks. We're held, holding all that water back. So, uh, yeah. Oh, what a yes. great way of describing that. That's perfect. Yes. You're, yeah. yeah. I mean, and water is heavy, <laughs> you know, yeah, like that's a yeah. serious achievement. Yeah. And there was no little spurts of water coming through. Mm -hmm. It was watertight. It was great. Yeah. That's so cool. I love beavers. I love wildlife. Yeah. So I, I know um, you obviously have a lot of different aspects of work that you do. And, you know, from, you know, being TED worthy and, you know, using the TED format. And that was one of the first audio books I, I ever listened to, Talk Like TED. Yeah. Carmine uh, Gallo. Book. Yeah. It's a great um, book. He did a really great job. He did. And he, for me, it just kept it simple, easy to read, yep. easy to work through, easy to understand. And although I've never done a TED talk, it's helped me in presentations, you know, around the world. So it's been amazing. Yes. Thinking about your, your own business, John, and how you've evolved over particularly the last, let's say, you know, 18 months, two years, not just the last few sort of months <laughs> of the pandemic, but yeah. what's been the latest or most significant thing that you have shifted or fixed in your own business? Well, gosh, there's a, it's been a real big time of reflection for me and a real mm. big kind of, I guess people might say, come to Jesus moment, you know? Yeah. And so pre-pandemic, I was just always too busy with corporate work and being on planes and flying and just a lot of energy towards that to ever do things that were available to the public. So I still do lots of corporate work, but I got given back so much time because it all got moved to zoom. Yeah. And so I have used that time to start to make my offerings available more broadly because, you know, from my own personal for my own personal side, I want to make my business much more scalable and much more impactful. Sure. And for what I have to make available to the world, I mean, you know, my, I had a really bad scare. I raised an, I raised over $80 million with my dot-com company, one of four co-founders. We ended up going out of business in the dot-com crash. And I almost died wow. of an autoimmune disease because wow. I was so ashamed and hurt and upset and angry. And as I was in that hospital room, pleading with the universe to let me walk out again, mm -hmm. I said, look, big is, is what I call it. You know, I, yeah. I don't know what there is, but I think there's something. And I said, if you just, if you let me have another chance, I promise that instead of this selfish me, me, me approach, all I will focus on the number one thing I'll care about is making a difference. And I got to walk out and I feel like I have an obligation and the difference that I'm making is still smaller than I want it to be. And I feel like making my courses more available to the general public. And I've got a 
you know, a good self-paced online course. It's actually gotten rave reviews. I also do uh, eight person cohort based courses with that same online course where I walk people through creating a Ted like talk, whether they're ever going to talk at Ted or not. It's one of the most powerful leadership experiences. I think anybody could do. And so that has been probably the biggest thing is looking at how I can make my offerings more available and more scalable. Because I, if I'm going to put false modesty aside, I see the difference this makes in the impact people have in their worlds. And I want to make that difference available to more people. And yes, I'd love to make more money. And yes, I'd love to have a little more free time and all the things that I want. But fundamentally, I feel like I have an obligation that I have been shirking and I'm stepping into that is probably the biggest thing that has changed out of this. And as you were talking there, it was giving me uh, goosebumps. And I'm sure many of the listeners have had moments like that in their lives. And we've had so many guests that have had similar moments. And I remember, likewise, you know, I had a, a construction business many years ago and I sat in bed I'd had, uh, I was burning the candle very hard at both ends. And I sat in bed for a month with pneumonia yeah. and yeah. had that same realization that I cannot carry on like this anymore. Yeah. And, you know, Simon, same mm. thing. I was burning it at both ends for years before we went out of business. And yeah. one of the things that seems to have brought this autoimmune disease on for me was lack of sleep. You know, the two big triggers were lack yeah. of sleep and stress because I've been sleeping for like four or five hours a night. <laughs> and all I can say is, listen, you know, that is not a way to create a sustainable business. No, it's just no. not. So many people listening to this, and I know we've had lots of coaches and consultants that have been guests on this, and I, I get very frustrated. And, and you and I, I know you've got your your podcast, you know, Speak Like a Leader. Yeah. Yeah. What a great opportunity that you and I have to have an impact on so many people around the world, you know, speaking to people from New Zealand all the way across to Hawaii. Yeah. But many coaches and consultants and business owners that are out there, many leaders have the intent, but something holds them back. Um, I don't know whether it's uh, procrastination, perfection. Mm. Yeah, there's lots of things that we've talked about over many, many episodes. In your experience, John, what, what would you say is the main sort of contributor that holds people back from having that access to really serve people as they want to? You know, the first thing that comes up for me, Simon, is something that I talk to people about specifically around public speaking and their TED-like talks, but also when it comes to any kind of leadership. And and here's here's one of the things that I think is, is very much at the root of this. It's dangerous to get noticed by the group. Look what happened to Jesus and Joan of Arc and Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy and Socrates and on and on and on, (laughs) right? So the first thing I think is key, and this is something I'm working on, you know, I feel like Brene Brown when she said, I, you know, I, I realized I had been orchestrating it to stay just below the radar. And as much as I wanted to grow and get noticed and share my stuff more widely, I'd been staying, you know, and I think one of the key things is fear. Right. And it makes sure. sense that we would be afraid. Look what happens, you know, look what could happen. It could go wrong. Yeah. But when I talk to the people that you're 
talking about, you know, the people that we both get to work with, they have something that matters more to them than their fear. And it's never in my book about fearlessness. That's, you know, I know fearless, you know, women leaders and fearless public speakers, and but it's really not about fearless. My dad taught yeah. me that he was a combat Marine. And he said, look, son, you don't want a fearless foxhole buddy. That guy will get you killed. Yeah, sure. You want a courageous foxhole buddy, someone who has their fear, but takes action anyway, when it's warranted. And, you know, the question I'm asking myself right now, Simon, as often as I can is, am I coming from love or am I coming from fear? Because fear is going to shut me down. You know, fear is not going to have me make the difference that I want to make. And there's plenty of stuff to be afraid of, but at the end of the day, am I going to let fear be the thing that makes the decision or am I going to have the courage to make that decision from love? And, you know, it, I'm be the first one to say that I'm not perfect and I haven't, you know, I haven't hit the jackpot with this, but on a daily basis, I think is how these things happen. And, you know, on a daily basis, I'm, just doing my darndest to make yeah. that decision from courage and love and not let fear drive. Yeah. And uh, you know, it reminded me of a conversation I had with a, a client just the other day, and we were talking about generations and they were trying to find the reason why they had got to do it. And I said, don't just do it for yourself. Do it for the generations. If yes. You have a team that work for you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do they have families? Sure. Do they yeah. have children? Do they want to send their children to college and to school? Who relies upon them? Do they look yeah. after their parents? Do they? And very often we have to see that massive expanse of all the people that rely upon that one decision we make to think, mm, maybe I'm a little bit fearful. I won't do it today. And that's, yeah. to me, that's just not good enough, is it? You know, we need to step yeah. up and be a bigger and better leader than that. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. It reminds me of some of the best advice I think I ever got in my life, especially for public speaking, but for mm. leadership and just life in general. And it, it came from, no kidding, Snoop Doggy Dog, the okay. D-O-double-G dog, right? Yeah. And he said, very simply, he's a poet. He said, don't be nervous, be at the service. Yeah. yeah. You know, what's the focus going to be? Right. Yeah. Is it going to be me and my fear and my nervousness or is it going to be being of service? Yeah. I, I don't know uh, what your thoughts on this, John, but I think sometimes people don't do something as well, not just because of fear, but because they don't feel they'll see the results. Now, we mm. don't know the lives of the people we're affecting by talking today. Yeah. And, and Particularly, I, I'm not bold about seeing the results. You know, I don't want a legacy yeah. that, you know, somebody will write on a headstone, Simon's podcast touched my life. Um, <laughs> That'd be okay, really, but yeah. yeah it was, <laughs> really, but, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? That sometimes people are so obsessed about seeing the results without actually doing it unconditionally, without the worry of whether they'll see them or not. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that that will always get in the way. I just mm. think that's all, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of only focus on one thing at a time. Right. Yeah. And if, if, and it's hard, I, I admit, you know, like I, I 
do a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I give a lot of content away and, and I do pro bono work for, uh, you know, I try to do a certain amount of pro bono work every quarter for really deserving charities or organizations or things like that. And, uh, and at first, you know, I, I remember like, oh, I can't give this stuff away. I can't, yeah. give, you know, I need to get something for that. I shouldn't be doing this. And then I was like, no, John, look, just trust, you know, and you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to like, what are you going to do? You know, like, are you going to go do a partially good job? That's not who you are, you know, whatever, if you're going to go do it, go do it. And if you're going to put out some free content, make it the absolute best you can Absolutely. make it and just trust that the universe is, is going to, take care of you you know yeah. and, and it does and it does doesn't it it, it really know, that's does the thing listeners it does it does do that it does reward yes yeah and it's not tit for tat right it's not like no it's not like as i'm putting the money in your hand you're putting the money <laughs> in my hand i like yeah. let that fly on the breeze and then a couple days later something from a completely different direction that's totally unexpected shows up right so to not to not look for that instant gratification and reciprocity but to just yeah. lovingly give it away if that's the thing yeah you know and and even when you're not giving it away right like like to just give it your best i'm much more interested in knowing that i gave it my best yeah. than in the immediate this result that you know like i just want to know internally it's not an external reference that's satisfying. I think it's sure. that internal reference that's satisfying. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a really interesting moment in lockdown. One of the lockdowns we've had here in the UK yeah. some, some months ago. And I was in Starbucks and it was the first time that I'd gone into Starbucks without my mask on. Uh, and you know, you, you had to wear your mask to queue up, but once you were sat down, you could take your mask off. I yeah. took my mask off. And I'm sat here there with this client, and this guy walks by me with his mask on, and he said, "You're Simon Meadows." <laughs> yes, I was like, he said, "You you won't remember me." He said, "I was on one of your webinars eight years ago that you did for the University of Lincoln." Oh. He said, and the difference that made to me, he said, "What I'm doing now in my business is because of what I learned in that webinar." Yes, and he said, and I just wanted to say thank you. And yeah. then he walked off eight years, eight years. So yeah, yeah. You talk about just a couple of days. It took eight years for that guy yes. to, for it to come back in the universe to say, yeah, well done. Thank Boy, you. And, and how, you know, the Buddha said, if you make a difference in the life of one person, consider yourself blessed. Yeah. So like, how blessed are you? Cause there's yeah, so absolutely. many, and, and you know, the thing to remind yourself is all the people that, didn't recognize you because you had your mask on while you were online or that didn't yeah. walk past you or whatever, but that you still made that kind of a difference for, right. Yeah. That's just, that's fulfilling. And it's yeah. not success sure. if it's not fulfilling. No, no, definitely not. So you've, you've got your, your own podcast and obviously the courses that you've talked about, you know, live like a leader before I ask you to share a tip, with the listeners, and I don't know if it's going to be a tip on anything in particular, or where it's going to be, um, you know, Ted worthy. I'm, I'm intrigued as to what the tip will be. 
But just tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can connect with you, because, you know, uh, you're giving us such golden nuggets here. Yeah, I want every single person listening to this, to this to reach out to you. So just tell us how we can do that. Well, thank you. My website is a great place to go. It's executivespeakingsuccess.com. And you can find my various social media tags there. Um, And, you know, if you prefer Twitter or YouTube or whatever, you can find all that stuff at executivespeakingsuccess.com. And then another place that would be, so, and at Executive Speaking Success, I, if you go to resources and you click on my free mini training, yeah. I go way out of my way every week to make, to send out something that is super short, super useful, and will keep right. your head just a little bit in the game of leadership communication, whatever, all the other things that, that people have going on. This comes out Sunday mornings. It's called set your week up for success. And it's super short and it's exactly. valuable and it's a mini training every week. Right. So they can sign up for that. And then, um, And then if people are interested in things like Live Like a Leader, which is a year-long leadership experience course, cohort-based, and uh, I also do a thing called the Speak Like a Leader Experience, which is an eight-person cohort-based course that goes over 10 weeks. And over that 10 weeks, you create your TED-like talk. And even if you never give it anywhere, it will make a vast difference for you in everything from sales to leadership to the all hands meeting conversations on airplanes, you know, et cetera. So uh, that stuff is you can go directly to ed.executivespeakingsuccess.com. That's ed for education. And that is, you know, that is all the courses that are available at the moment and, uh, People can also reach out to me via John at executivespeakingsuccess.com. Someone's got a question or something. Perfect. Perfect. And of course, you've got your podcast, uh, which is Speak Like a Leader. Uh, and I uh, yep. dot show and that's, dot show, that is, yeah. yeah, dot show. And that is available, as you imagine, on all the, the general platforms. All the, yeah, all the, podcast. as many as I could possibly figure out how to get it <laughs> that's on. That's right. <laughs> and they're all plenty, oh, you know, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they sure plenty. are. So to, to help the listeners um, have something that they can go away, do something with and be accountable for doing something with you know, the time that you've given today, John, what would you give the listeners as a tip or a lesson that they can have that they can take away? Okay, so um, I'm going to give your listeners probably, it's, it's certainly one of the top three most important things that I ever give anybody. Okay. And it, so, you know, if people think I'm credible at all, this yeah. is going to make an enormous difference in your life if you take it on. And right. uh, so I'll, I'll start out by saying just the thing that I say all the time, which is communicating with human beings is not logical. You may have noticed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Communicating with human beings is not logical, it's biological. And when you understand the biology, you can make it logical again. But anyone who goes in thinking logic by itself, the facts, the figures, the business plan by itself should win. Well, you might be right, might be a better world if we made every decision based in logic and, you know, vetted everything that way. But we don't. 
So mm-hmm. anybody who goes in with just the logic, it's necessary. Logic is necessary, but it's not sufficient. You also must make an emotional connection. And that's because of how our brains are actually evolved. So I'll tell you real quickly about that. Yeah, please. So if you look at a cross section of a human brain, you'll see that there's the brain stem and then wrapped around that is the midbrain. And together, these two things form what's called the paleomammalian brain or the limbic system or the emotional brain. Three names for that same piece. And it's very old, paleomammalian. You know, every mammal has this structure in their brain. So that's how old it is. And it does not have access to language or logic or reason. That all lives in the neocortex, the new brain that's wrapped around the old brain. So that's where the logic and the the reason and the language is. Uh, But very importantly, this ancient paleomammalian brain doesn't have access to language or logic or reason, but it does have access to reality on a much deeper level than we will ever have access consciously. This is the part of the brain that smells pheromones and sees and notices and reads facial micro expressions and all that unconsciously sent and received body language. It also notices patterns in things that we'll never notice consciously, smells, sights, sounds that don't reach us consciously, but it's paying attention because its job is to keep us alive, right? So, but it doesn't have language, so it can't talk to us. So the way it communicates what it's noticing is not through language, but through gut feelings. So quick side takeaway, Mm -hmm. trust your gut. That's good information. You know, this is your ancient brain that's evolved for millennia to keep you alive telling you something so yeah if you got a bad feeling about getting in the elevator don't you know Mm. doesn't matter if they're a nice person they would want you to trust your gut if they're not nice you don't want to be in there right so trust your gut is good advice and we all think though that we live in our logical brain you know, oh, John, but, you know, I get this, but, you know, I'm the kind of person who will weigh things out. I'll check the boxes, I'll balance things, and I'll make a logical decision. Well, you may go through all the steps of logic, but when we put you in an fMRI machine and watch your brain in real time, as you make that choice, boom, your paleomammalian brain fires first, making the decision. And right after that, your logical brain fires agreeing with or disagreeing with, but not making yeah. the decision, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you look at how it's all set up, that's why we get yes, 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 no. You've been there, right? Like, yes, we like the product. Yes, it's priced right. Yes, it, yes, it'd make a difference. No, we're not ready yet. Okay, that's logic, 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 emotion. Logically, they were all in. Yes, we want it. But that final, most important, fourth and most important, yes, is a no. Because we didn't make an emotional connection. We didn't put the emotional brain at ease. We didn't make them feel like they were in the same tribe with us. And that's why we get yes, 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 no. Yeah. Right. So if we want yes, 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 we've got to put that that ancient part of the brain at ease. And that's through an emotional connection, through a story that illustrates who we are and why we care through small talk that connects us rather than just is random about nothing. All those little ways to make that emotional connection are what get us that fourth and most important. Yes. 
So, you know, and if you look at it, the, the new brain, the logical brain is wrapped around the outside of the emotional brain. So to get from the logical brain to the spinal cord, to sign the check, let's say you got to go through the emotional brain. So I tell people till you have an emotional connection, all the logic in the world does not matter. It bounces off. Right. Yeah. So start looking for how you can make those emotional connections, share a little bit of yourself, tell a story about why you care about what you're selling or doing. Look for ways to let people in on that emotional connection, be in the same time together and you will, your results will dramatically improve. Yeah. Amazing. Great. Well, there you are listeners. You've heard two amazing things. One right at the beginning. We now know what the final test for NASA is. So all the budding astronauts are going to go out there and uh, just think all I've got to do is show up with a big file, fret on the yeah. table, be likable, and they'll put me in uh, in some kind of spacecraft. But there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what you've given us uh, is uh, an amazing insight into how our, our human brain works, but also, yeah, you know, people make decisions on emotion don't it yes all, all the time and you know i think today between the two of us we've given some good examples of how to have a chat and how to share a story and how to yes get our yes. credibility so i think we've done a good job of that good uh, yes so just reminders of the website that people can go to again executive speaking success.com okay executive speaking success.com yes perfect great so Final question then before we we wrap it up. Um, if you were going to have, and I just can't wait to hear what you're going to say about this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed if uh, if it doesn't meet my expectations now. So I'm setting the stuff quite high. If you're going to have your next coffee in a dream location, where would that dream location be? Wow. Gosh, I mean, my mind is just skimming the entire planet right now. Um, let's see. I think that if I were going to have my next coffee in a dream location, I mean, probably it would be the space station, the international space station. Um, there you go. You met my expectations. Okay. There. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, and how cool would it be to take that very carefully and gently squeeze it out of the bag and have oh. it floating there as a glob and then just stick your face in it and have some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, that's met my expectations. In fact, it's exceeded them because I didn't even think about the way we drink the coffee. <laughs> um, so that's great. Well, awesome. yeah, you've been an absolutely amazing guest. You've shared some great insights. And listeners, it's down to you now to do something with what you've heard both John and I talking about today. And you know, go out there, live like a a leader, be somebody who makes decisions on emotion, but also is aware of the emotional content that you're putting out there so that you get better decisions from those people you're trying to influence as well. I think some great tips here. And don't forget, you know, any budding astronauts, you now know the secret to the final test of NASA as well. Thank you very much for taking part, John. I really do appreciate your time. You're super welcome, Simon. You're a generous, generous guy. And I'm just happy we got to spend this time together. Me too. 
And listeners, as you know, and you probably now gather, this isn't just my mission to help people around the world be better aware, better educated and held accountable to getting some some, some things done. It's also John's as well. Get my words out. Um, yeah, and we're both so passionate about this. And I hope that you do something with this podcast. And I really look forward to seeing you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.